theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. So let us go to John chapter 1. I really feel that the Lord is in family mode tonight. And I'm just going to make myself right at home with the Lord. And you're just going to have to put up with the brother tonight. (laughs) Amen. John chapter 1, starting in verse 35. And if this is your first time with the EC family, you have been mightily blessed of God tonight. Amen. John chapter 1, verse 35. The Bible says, I'm reading from the King James. It's okay, whatever version you have up there. Again, the next day, after John stood. This is John the Baptist. If you don't know who John the Baptist is, he is a man, a prophet that God called to live a life that was very interesting. But he was supposed to prepare God's people to receive the Messiah. And John the Baptist had the job and responsibility and the call from God to prepare God's people to receive the Lord himself. This is John. He stands with two of his disciples. Somebody say two. And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Somebody say they followed Jesus. It's very interesting. I want you to pay attention to that. Jesus turns and says, and I'm paraphrasing, what are you looking for? They said, Rabbi, which is to say being interpreted master or teacher, where do you dwell? He says to them, come and see. They came and saw where he, he dwelt. He abode with him that day. It was about 4 p.m. in the afternoon. And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Somebody say Andrew. He first found his own brother, Simon. You know how siblings can do. Just want to share their new latest secret, make themselves feel a little bit more advantaged than their sibling. I grew up with two sisters, and um, you know what it's like to have siblings. If you don't, Lord bless you, you got siblings in the body of Christ, and you'll find out one way or another. So Andrew, he goes to his brother Peter, and he says to him, we found the Messiah which is being interpreted to Christ. He's like, bro, you'll never guess what we, what we just discovered. This was a really big deal. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, Jesus said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah, but thou shalt be called, the Aramaic, it's pronounced Kephas. 
which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find Philip and said unto him, follow me. Uh, I really believe the Lord wants to speak to us tonight on uh, this subject. I call you Kephas. I call you Kephas. Say that with me. I call you Kephas. I know sometimes we pronounce it Cephas, but I'm just going to say how he said it. It's Kephas. Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you so much because personally, Lord, I feel your presence. And I don't have to feel anything to know that you are the almighty God. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your great mercy and peace, not just towards me, but this beautiful EC family that we have gathered here tonight because we want to just get closer to you, and it's all about you, Jesus. So I pray in the name of Jesus, the spirit of wisdom and revelation would open hearts and minds tonight, that the word of God would be mixed with faith, and that fruit would be born inside of your precious people that are here listening to my voice, but let it be your voice that speaks through this human vessel to the hearts of people that lives may be changed and that the demonstration of the spirit and of power may be manifested and you be seen above all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ let's say that church in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you let's praise the Lord for just a few seconds God. Amen. Well, you know, I mentioned I, I really feel the Lord's in family mode tonight. Jesus, he took some time when he took when he called his disciples unto him. The Bible says that with one he particularly contemplated. That was a Greek word, and it was with Matthew. Matthew was sitting at the customs office, which would be known as the IRS office for those in the United States, which it's that season. So all the paperwork is a tragedy. But um, Matthew was a tax collector, and the Lord watched him for some time. And so if you ever get a little bit uncomfortable when uh, senior pastor Akil is just watching you or his wife, they're just trying to be like Jesus, all right? Just let them off the hook. Yeah, all right, it's just, all right, just watching. But uh, Jesus watched them. And it's interesting because you know when you can kind of feel sometimes when somebody's watching you and you turn and you lock eyes with them, you're like, what are you looking at? And uh, I could imagine there was this eye contact moment between Jesus and Matthew. And Matthew kind of looking back at him and knowing, uh, I think I've heard about this guy. Because the truth of the matter is, before you even come to the Lord, there's something working in your heart that you know something normal, abnormal is happening. When you track your own testimony, you can actually pinpoint the moment 
where you knew God was working on your heart. You didn't yet understand a lot of things about the Bible. You didn't understand who Jesus was, but you can pinpoint back to a moment where you were like, yeah, God was dealing with me. And the Lord has this pattern with humans that he watches us. Some people have an issue with that because they get caught up with, well, God saw when I went through that terrible situation. God saw when I was going through that abuse. God saw when I was going through that pain. And how could God allow that to happen? And we allow our identity to be defined by what God allowed and not what God was calling us to. We allow our identity to be fixed, oriented, and determined by what God allowed in our lives and what he watched happen. And not what he was trying to speak over our lives. Because it's easier to see somebody watching you from a distance than it is to hear them from a distance. And it's important that we learn that when God was at a distance watching us, he was not rooting for the pain that we dealt with. He was not wanting us to end up in abuse. He was not wanting us to end up with wounds and damaged hearts. He was not wanting us to endure trauma. But he was orchestrating a supernatural encounter with you. Because it came to a point where Jesus stopped watching and then Jesus started talking. Why does this matter? We cannot just be okay with letting God have watch over our lives. Lord, watch over me. Lord, watch over my family. Because when somebody just watches you, that's a one-way engagement. God does not just want to watch over us. God wants us to engage with him. Somebody say engage. God wants to speak to us. God wants us to speak to him. And God will go from watching to talking if we're listening. God will go from watching to talking if we're listening. And Matthew, he heard. Peter, he heard. Andrew, he heard. Philip, he heard. Nathaniel, he heard. James, he heard. John, he heard. 
And my question to you, EC family, is do you hear the voice of the Lord calling you for more? Do you hear the Lord calling you for more? Because when you hear a voice at a distance, sometimes it takes like a squinting of the ears, if I could use that, to hear a little bit better. You've got to get a little bit closer to discern the voice of the Lord. Because if you try to read the lips of God at a distance, you might get a little bit confused about his plan for your life. Don't try to read the lips of God and let your own flesh or even the devil write your story. And then feel unbelief and battle with this contradiction in your spirit. Wondering where is God? Does he love me? Does he care? Does he really want this call and ministry for my life? I know you're quiet because you're there right now. Or you've been there recently. Discern the voice of the Lord. The Lord doesn't want his people to be reading his lips. The Lord wants his people to, somebody say, hear his voice. You ever get somebody try to prank call you? You're like, oh, I know this voice. They're not messing with me. I'm not grounded. I'm not in trouble. I'm not under arrest, I think. God is wanting us to discern his voice. Somebody say discern his voice. Because the reason for that is he wants us to know what he means and he wants us to know what he's saying. And God says what he means and he means what he says. And the Lord came to Simon at first greeting. You know, they say first impressions are kind of everything, you know. And the first impression that Jesus intentionally gave Peter, well, Simon, they bring him to Jesus. And Jesus looks at him. You ever get somebody just look up, look you up, up and down? You're like, who's this guy? Who's this girl? And the Lord beheld, behold, beheld him and he says, you're Simon, son of Jonah. And I can imagine Simon being like, whoa. No, not even a hello or a shalom or a, I don't know. But he just calls him out his name. He says, you shall be called Kephas. Now, this is interesting because by interpretation, Kephas in the Syriac Aramaic means stone or rock. But Simon was commonly called Simon. And then shortly after was called Peter. We're going to do a mini Bible study tonight. Why does that matter? Because Simon in the Greek means to hear. And Simon was known to everybody as Simon. There's no, nobody ever tried calling Simon Kephas, 
Some people called him Peter from time to time. Actually, most commonly, if it wasn't Simon. And when Simon starts to possess his kingdom identity, he becomes more commonly called Peter. Stay with me tonight. Because this is going to matter and in Jesus' name help you when times get really tough. Simon means to hear, and Jesus acknowledges that he is called Simon, son of Jonah. Now, Jonah, if you don't know who Jonah is, Jonah was a man who ran from God. He was called of God and ran from God. And when God was trying to reach a people who were also far from God, but he was trying to draw them near to him, he called a man named Jonah. And Jonah resisted possessing who God called him to be. And Simon has a dad named Jonah. So every time Simon looked at his dad, and every time Simon was called son of Jonah, there was a ring and an echo in Simon's heart and mind of a man who ran from the call of God. And so when Simon was called Simon, son of Jonah, he had to come face to face with whether or not he would possess the identity and an association and a connection or attachment to somebody who would run from the call of God or attach himself to what Jesus started calling him. Kephas. Now, we're building some foundation here. Kephas, you don't read in any of the accounts of the gospel. Nobody calls Simon Kephas. Nobody. They call him Peter. Because Peter means rock or stone. Now you would think, well, what's the big deal? Peter, Simon is now called Peter. Simon means to hear. Peter means rock. And Jesus uses that understanding to talk about how Peter was going to be a pivotal central part to the building of his church. Now that revelation alone is worthy of praising God for. But I don't want to stop there tonight. Because this is not just about who you are in the kingdom. You would think that being a part of God's kingdom is about just you discovering who you are in his kingdom. We can't stop there. Because... It matters what others call you versus what God calls you. Listen, there are people here tonight 
You might not even know it about yourself, but there's a ministry attached to you that others will call you by that ministry. And others will be blessed to call you by your ministry. But if you will only ever be defined by your ministry to other people, your affirmation will become dependent on other people's level of respect for you. But if your naming, if your identity is not merely limited by what others call you because of your ministry, but is expanded, somebody say expanded. It's expanded by what God calls you. Then you can be rejected by people being a powerful minister and still be saved and not fall prey to the rejection, the neglect, and the abandonment of people who don't want your ministry. Some of you are saying right now in your heart, how in the world does this apply to me? I don't have a ministry. I'm here to tell you, brother, sister, the Lord, you are wrong. You're wrong. You do. And the interesting part is that, especially for those that are in the beginning stages, more in the beginning stages of their journey with the Lord, it appears as though the ministry and the ministry, knowing my ministry, knowing my role in the kingdom is everything. It, it, it feels that way because there's so much purpose. There's so much drive and motivation. It feels great to know your place in a greater vision that goes beyond your own life. God designed us that way. But let me tell you a little secret. Even when you have revelation of your own ministry, you're still going to get rejected. You're still going to get backstabbed. You're still going to get attacked. You're still going to get abandoned. And people are still going to disrespect you. And when we try to make it about the ministry that God has given us and not the nature that God is giving us, then we will always become a doing-oriented, performance-oriented people and not a nature-based people. The Lord's talking to you like this tonight because he has confidence that you will understand, that you can take this meat of the word because this says something about you, that the Lord doesn't want you to stay in the infant stages of your faith. The Lord wants you to be strong. Somebody say strong. And you don't give milk to a child forever. You must give that child more substance for that child to become strong. So while 
The Lord wants you to be excited for the ministry he's called you for. He does not want your identity to be limited by your ministry. He wants your identity to be determined by what he calls you and not what others call you. Amen. Let's give him praise for that. Uh, in fact, just lift your hands right now and just receive that in your spirit. If you want to clap your hands, that's fine. But just thank the Lord together. Father, I receive this word in the name of Jesus Christ. That my identity, Lord, would be focused on what you say of me and not what man says of me or woman says of me. In Jesus' name. I call you Kephas. Listen, folks. This is a wonderful church, and you're ministering to a wonderful people in Mississauga and the surrounding greater Toronto area, but not everyone will receive you. Whether or not they wear sheep's clothing, not everyone will receive you. And if you will be everything that God has called you to be, you must have peace with that. Extraordinary church family. Is this being live streamed, senior pastor? Praise God. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Probably would have said it anyway. <laughs> you will not you will not be received as you should because persecution is coming. I look at the precious people of God here tonight. And I must tell you what the Bible says and shows us. Persecution is coming. And if the Canadian church gets its cues from the United States church, you will miss the will of God for your region. I love the city that my wife and I live in. I love many brethren that we're surrounded by. Let me tell you something, church in the greater Toronto area. If you get your cues from another culture of this world and not the voice of the Lord, you will miss the will of God for your life, your family, and your region. Uh, let's just lift our hands right now and talk to the Lord and just tell him, Father, I don't want to miss your will for my life. Help me to get your cues from your spirit and not the cues of the world, Father. Give me the, the ears to hear your voice and discern, Lord God, what you are wanting to tell me. In Jesus' name, amen. EC family. If I'm not mistaken, I was here nine months ago to play a small part in the story God's writing here. But if I remember correctly, I did not read Senior Pastor Akil Thompson last time I was here on the screen. And I want to tell you there's a reason for the difference. Because in biblical kingdom structure, you have a man who oversees 
a work of God. But he does not do it by himself. In fact, in the Bible, apostles and prophets made up the foundation of the church. Now, we're in a beautiful building here tonight, but I want to ask you a simple question. It's not a trick question. It's an easy one. Do you see the foundation? It's okay. I won't rebuke you if you get it wrong. <laughs> no. When everybody pulls up to this parking lot, nobody says, wow, what an awesome foundation. When you walk in here, you, think to, you don't think to yourself, man, man, this foundation must, must be made of some awesome materials. I think this is why Paul said, I am hid with Christ in God. And God has given you, EC fam, a man who's willing to be hidden so that you can be revealed in your true Christ-like identity. God's given you a gift because he loves you. And this man and his wife and family have given themselves for you to become who God has called you to be. And don't hold back because of what others have called you, what you've called yourself. You've got to come to a revelation. Others called you Simon. Some call you Peter. But Jesus calls you Kephas. You can't let others determine your identity. Jesus is calling you to a greater level of revelation of his nature and ministry. You see, some would argue kephos means stone and rock anyway. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. We want to acknowledge people, but still name them what we want to name them. I'll acknowledge your ministry, elder. But I still want to hold my opinion of you. I'll acknowledge you do a great job in hospitality. But I still want to uphold my opinion in my heart about who you are to me and what you mean to me. And we've got too much self-opinionation in the body of Christ. Because I want to keep calling you something when Jesus calls you something else. And this is an indictment on the disciples to keep calling Simon Peter and never coming to a revelation of calling him Kephas. You would think other disciples would hear Jesus say Kephas and say, I, I'm going to call him Kephas too. Jesus sees something that I don't. But let me tell you something. They never did. Only one man called Peter Kephas, and that's Paul. And you know why is that an issue? Because the men who were closest to Peter never could get over Peter's shortcomings. 
And they can never get to the place to call him Kephas. It was only ever Peter. They couldn't call him what Jesus called him. They could only call him what the commoners called him. EC family, if you will never learn, and I know the Lord is teaching you. That's why I can say it this way. But if we never learn how to call each other what God is calling us, we will always fall short of fulfilling God's plan for our lives. Because a true revelation of knowing who we are in Christ should also facilitate us knowing who others are in Christ. And let me tell you something. I get to sit over dinner tables with your great senior pastor and his wife, and they see in you more than you see in yourself. And you need to let the voice of the Lord be spoken over your life and not what another pastor called you or didn't call you. What another minister called you or didn't call you. What another parent called you or didn't call you. What a sibling called you or didn't call you. Do you hear the voice of the Lord tonight? You've got to let the voice of the Lord speak through the ministry of this church and declare over your life, you're not done with your call from God. You're not done with your ministry. You're not done with your nature of God working in your life. God's calling you and made you for more. Come on, let's worship the Lord and receive that in our spirits as we worship him right now. Come on, I know this is coming down slowly because this is meat and you need the spirit to help you digest it. Father, we receive this word in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Identity. Somebody say identity. I call you Kephas. Well, it's the same thing. No. Because it can mean the same things, but the source is different. Don't let your identity be limited by the sources of flesh. I'm grateful, and we talked about it earlier. I'm grateful for personality types, but the Holy Ghost changes who you are. And the Bible says when the Holy Ghost came on one man, he became another one. He became another man. Don't you limit what God wants to do in your life by your personality, by your background, by your job, by your family. By your previous religion. Don't limit who God is calling you to be. Because Jesus calls you Kephas. That sounds nothing like Petros. That sounds nothing like Simon. Because it's important to call one another what God is calling us. And it's so interesting because... Paul was the only person who called Peter Kephas. But Paul was the one who challenged Peter most. Folks, you better put your seatbelt on for this one. 
I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to hear and peep. This man of God, he's going to call you by the grace of God and by the instruction of God, what, he's, what God's calling you to be. He's going to fast and pray, and he's already done it, and he's going to help you. But he's also going to be the one to tell you that you need to tighten up and stop acting like a fool. He's going to challenge you and make you uncomfortable sometimes. He didn't tell me to say that. I'm telling you what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to help us understand. Because nobody believed except for Jesus and Peter more than Paul. Because Peter, Paul was the only one who acknowledged Peter as the apostle to the Jews. And the disciples never saw Peter that way. Paul honored Peter so much, he went to him to spend 10 days with him, and he also visited James. But nobody, we don't ever read in the scripture of any of the disciples trying to take out time to spend time with Cephas after Jesus ascended. Only Paul has enough love of God working in him to spend time with Peter. Do you hear the voice of the Lord tonight? This church and ministry staff is going to invest in you. They're going to love you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to inspire you. But they're also going to convict you, challenge you while they believe in you. They're going to love on you. They're going to make you a little bit uncomfortable because they love you. They love you. And God's given them as a gift to you to help you. And let me tell you something. If anybody tells you that they don't love you, you better call the devil a liar. And you might have to call them a liar too. Because some people will try to soothe your conscience and, over, and only ever acknowledge you as Peter. When you've got a voice trying to call you Kephas. Don't let it happen. EC family. My wife just got a text from a prayer warrior back at home early, earlier this day. And this prayer warrior knows nothing about this church. Nothing about the details of us being here except that we're going to be out of town in Toronto area. Doesn't know the name, the pastor anything and she said this prayer warrior said I just feel the Lord is going to give this church kingdom expansion but if you're going to have kingdom expansion EC fam you've got to have identity expansion first because you can't go to where God is calling you unless you let God stretch you where you are. God expand you where you are. And God enlarge your tents so that you don't limit what he does through you by limiting what he does in you. 
Come on, let's lift our hands in this moment and let the meat of the word settle in our spiritual root system. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let this word settle in our spirits. Let this word, God, get deep root in our hearts. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, if you got the flow of the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray in the spirit right now. You don't have to be loud and demonstrative, but you do have to be intentional. You do have to be purposeful in this moment. Praise the Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Lord. There's an interpretation here. Somebody has it. There's an interpretation here. Somebody has it. It's okay. I'm calling you for more, says the Lord. Yet you keep looking in the mirror and seeing your shortcoming. But I'm trying to help you see differently. Would you give me your vision? For I have said without vision, my people perish. I'm trying to help you to see differently, says the Lord. 
but you've been convinced by the narrative of your past. I'm trying to rewrite your story, says the Lord, because I love you. You have to let my love work in you, because without my love working in you, you will not understand that my grace and mercy is what empowers you. I'm not asking you for your abilities, says the Lord. I'm asking you to let me work so that you can be saved and be my partner. You see, many have thought that it's all about being used. But no man has a relationship with his tools. I do have a relationship with you, says the Lord. I'm calling you to understand this because I love you. I'm asking you to change your mind, says the Lord. Would you repent? Would you repent? I'm asking you to change your mind because I love you. Would you change your mind because I have a relationship with my people? I do not use my people, says the Lord. I have relationship with them. So come unto me. Church, let's take a time of repentance right now. Repentance is not just about doing heinous sins. Repentance is about changing our minds. Church, I'm wanting you and I'm encouraging you and I'm inviting you right now, wherever you are, if you want to come to the front, you want to kneel down in your seat, I just want you to take a posture of repentance. No matter whatever that means to you between you and the Lord, I want you to do that right now. And I want you to talk to the Lord and I want you to just sincerely in your hearts, just sincerely exercise your faith and tell the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry for letting my past write my story when you're trying to convince me otherwise. Come on, let's turn this into an altar because the Lord is calling you Kephas and others have tried to call you Simon or Peter. Let's, let's, let's pray, church. Don't, don't be ashamed to lift your voice if you want to do that. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm standing, Father, before apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But, Father, we repent in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because, Lord, we've let the narrative of the devil and the narrative of the flesh determine who we are. But I'm asking you, Lord, that your love would sweep this place right now that we would have a heart of conviction and repentance coming in your presence, Lord God. Acknowledge that we've resisted your voice. We've resisted your call. We've resisted, Lord, your invitation. But we repent right now in the name of Jesus because, Lord, you're calling us something that I, we don't recognize because others never called us this before. But we want to be everything you're calling us to be. We want to become everything that you have been to us, Lord. A man and a, and a God of righteousness, so let us be a people of righteousness. You are the God of holiness, so let us be a people of holiness. You are the God of love. 
and of power and of truth. And we want to be a people of love, of truth, and of power by your spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we repent, Lord. We ask you to forgive us, Lord Jesus. Give us the gift right now of repentance. Right now, by the authority of the word of God and the power of Jesus' name, I loose the gift of repentance in this place right now. I loose the gift of the love of God upon our hearts and minds to cause us to change our minds. Come on, let's pray, church. If you've got to move a little bit because you don't want the person next to you to hear you, I do it, but pray to the Lord sincerely here tonight and let the Lord know that you heard him speaking to your heart. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, Extraordinary Church. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.